Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yes, I've been getting on with my book research. Oh, what what in particular have you been researching? Well, in particular, I... Because, you see, when I'm kind of starting mm -hmm. a new chapter, I like to read all the articles that I've collected because I just, like, you know, download everything that is of interest mm -hmm. in, the, you know, in the preceding months, years, or whatever... So I've just, it's been quite fun because I've been really jumping around and I've been reading about like early colour technology in films, so like 20s and I mean a bit like, you remember when we were talking about the Shirley cards? Oh yes. Well it mm. kind of predates that obviously because those started in like the 40, late 40s, early 50s. So kind of the technology and how the technology skews towards white skin. Yes. So I've been mm. reading about that and I've been reading interesting things about 1920s menswear Ooh. and about advertising cy cycles and like whether they can be mapped onto fashion cycles, whether they act in the same way or not. So it's been interesting because it's like I like to do my kind of overview of the whole chapter reading and then I, I go into the sections mm -hmm. because there's going to be three sections in this chapter. So probably end of next week I'll finish this reading and then I'm going to start really digging into like menswear because I want to think about like menswear in the city and anonymity but also that you have to look a certain amount of respectable but if you actually look at street photography the range of menswear that's seen in American cities in the 20s. Mm. I always I always um, am fascinated I think it is that period by the different kind of collars. Yes. I think that must be the point in time where you have most variety. Maybe it's a bit early. I'm yeah. not sure, but I think I think it is around that time, isn't it? You get soft ones, but you still get yeah. stiff ones and Yeah. Yeah, no, you really I really like the collars and I also like the notches in the lapels. Oh yes, that's true. They've that's got crazy good. ones sometimes. I know. And I because mm. I I've asked my lovely friend Julia who works at Tom Sweeney if I if once I get to a certain point in my research I can go and visit him and he can explain these things to me properly mm. which I'm really looking forward to yeah that. that sounds great because I sent him um these pictures uh, a former student of mine did some research for me in Chicago at the museum there and there's this amazing ivory cashmere suit made for a groom at a wedding from about 1922 that is beautiful it's like double-breasted and handmade really beautiful so I sent him pictures of that and I was like I'm really interested in this and this can you explain it and he was coming up with all these things I wouldn't even know mm. to look for yeah so it's I'm like really a science. looking forward to that yeah mm. it, because I'm, I'm really fascinated by like Walker Evans photographs of New York but I want to find more American city photography from the 20s mm. so that I can get a bigger range going mm. And will it be specifically about menswear or just one of the sections? Just the first section, but then it all starts going to women by the end of the section. And then I'm thinking it goes into like women and beauty because the whole chapter is about surveillance ah. and like the explosion of kinds of imagery mm. and access to imagery making you more self-conscious mm. potentially. Then ah, it's like freeing and exciting, but it's also meaning that 
that every aspect of your life is potentially photographed in terms of like advertising photography always shows all these new spaces that are opening up in the city for example oh that's interesting it must have been in some way similar to social media starting or sort of instagram or something well, yeah, yeah. I, mm. i think it is really comparable i mean i'm always as you know very pedantic and annoying about comparing past yes. and present and mm. la la. but i do think it is sim is definitely similar in terms of just the amount of imagery and just like I don't know, like I always use the example of Life mag magazine, which sort of the, the version of life we understand starts in 36. But the idea that everyone who subscribes to life, which is a lot of people, mm. everyone across America gets those pictures on the same day, mm. that they're all delivered to their houses, you know, same week at least. And the idea that they're all seeing these pictures together, but apart and interpreting them in relation to their own. Yeah, that's really interesting. Context. Mm. And I want to try and get that across in what I'm writing. Mm. So that's why I like to start big and kind of just read bits of everything that connects to what the chapter as a whole. Mm. And then, you know, really focus for each of the three sections. Yeah. Mm. Yes. That sounds like all, very nice. Well, it's very nice. But can I tell you a super very nice thing? Yes, of course. I'm so, okay, so just, you know, sit down, calm okay. yourself, because this is very exciting. You remember last summer I was working on the gorgeous Avedon advertising book. Mm -hmm. I've now got a copy in mm -hmm. my hand. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. I'm just, ugh, I mean, too beautiful. It's just divine. It's so beautifully designed. It's so exciting for me because, as you know, academic books, we have zero budget yes. for pictures. So we just get a few black and white pictures and a couple of color if we're lucky. And it's just beyond to be in a book that has every picture you could want mm. in it and beautifully rendered. And it has a lovely text. I'm stroking it now so that you can imagine it. What's on the cover? It's Brooke Shields, Calvin Klein. Oh. So it's... A nice textury cover, and it's very plain and simple, like a Calvin Klein advert, really. Mm. And there hasn't been a book, or there, and and sort of pretty much nothing on his advertising. That's interesting. So it's really like it was so fascinating to focus on one aspect of an artist of an artist's output because I'd never done that before. And as you know, I love Richard Avedon dearly. Mm. So looking at his work was amazing. And it was really amazing because obviously I'm I'm so much more familiar with the editorial and the and the portraiture and etc. But then you kind of realise how amazingly prolific and particularly I think it must be really different for Americans looking at this book because it's as though it's like, you know, from the forties to the early two thousands he's kind of shaping an idea of Americanness or, or kind of particular ideas of Americanness through his advertising work and it's so beautiful so who um, did he um do advertising for in the so early period many for instance people. in mm. the early period there's lots of like department stores that he was working for but also um junior and like college girl brands oh, okay as well because mm. um obviously he was very young but also like Filey 
which is a store, Sally Mill Junior, which is a thing, Peck and Peck, which is a really nice, um, like, sportswear specialty store. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm flicking through. You yes. can tell I'm Yeah, no, through. that's good. Um, like, makeup brands that oh, really? were targeted at young people. And he did, he, he did Revlon's advertising for, like, 40-plus years. That's amazing. Seeing, like the most, the most famous one is like the Fire and Ice, which is fifties, and it's so sexy and so gorgeous. And that one of the versions of it, it had a a questionnaire next to the photograph that was like, you know, if you if you have to answer yes to eight of these questions for this, you know, for Fire and Ice makeup to apply to you, which I think is very fun. Yeah, I'll try and find so, that one. Why do you think? That hasn't been written about before, and well, also think, was yeah. it is it, was it always well known which ones he'd done, or because in the past they wouldn't have put the they sometimes put the name on. Oh, okay. they sometimes put Avedon even quite early on. Mm. Um, it's let me just say it's nineteen fifty two is the really famous Revlon Fire and Ice okay. it's like lipstick and nail varnish. Let me just see. Let's see if you. I won't read all of them because I think there's like 16 or something. Oh, um, the questions. But it's important <laughs> questions like Did you ever wish on a new moon? Mm. Do you blush when you find yourself flirting? <laughs> Do you secretly hope the next man you meet will be a psychiatrist? That's an odd one. Yeah. Do you love to look up at a man? Mm-hmm. If tourist flights were running, would you take a trip to Mars? <laughs> These are important questions, and they do definitely relate to whether you would wear so if gloriously you, red lipstick and if you lavish. if you answer yes a lot, then then it's for you. It's for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. and the photographs are just amazing. They're so glamorous. It's like a silver, really glittery sequin silver dress. Like one of them has got Dorian Lee, who's super gorgeous, and then amazingly large puff-sleeved, fire-engine red silk cloak. Wow. Yeah, this is major stuff. Mm. But yes, to go back to your questions, I think there's two two main reasons why it's not as well known. The first is that none of it was kept. So when he took photographs for a, an advert rather than an editorial, yeah. it just went, he didn't keep a copy. Mm. He just gave it to the advertising agent and all the clients they just did what they did to get it into print and they threw it away Mm. so it's gone so the main evidence of it is obviously in the magazines and places that it was printed and then also his day book like his calendar of what his appointments were Mm. so there's not the kind of level of of prints and everything else that Mm. you have for his other work but I think the other thing is that he himself but then also the wider culture has this kind of or did have this sort of sniffy attitude yes. towards advertising mm. that, you know, it's just purely commercial, which is so weird because it's still images that are being thought about, even if they're being thought about to a particular brief. Yeah. And often and they're so innovative and... So innovative. Yeah. And, and you can see, it's like it was super fascinating because basically I just went through all the um, like magazine archives I could find and just collected loads and loads of images and the Avedon Foundation who produced this book and who mm. are amazing, like Laura Avedon's amazing and she sent me loads and loads of images. So I have like hundreds of them and it was so interesting looking at them and then looking at the parallels and connections with his 
editorial and his personal projects as well. So you can see where he's like, for example, experimenting with solarization in adverts and then it comes through into editorial. Mm. And it's almost like this space where he can play. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? You'd think it's more, it would be more restrictive in some ways. Well, I guess it is, but I think it's that thing that sometimes when you're restricted, you can somehow be more experimental in the detail. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's really fascinating. And yeah, I just, I really love them. And can I just say that my heart nearly exploded (laughs) when I came across his adverts for Claire McArdle. It was like almost more than I could cope (laughs) with, that Avedon and McArdle in the same picture so what are they like they're so good well of course they are the the one i really love i'm just going to try and find it is um from i think 51 and it's just fantastic because it's so it's so like summarizing the american look which as you know i have spent quite some time thinking about and Mm -hmm. looking at um because the model i think it's sunny harnett but i will find it um she's wearing a kind of a bit like a kind of like it's like the 50s version of the monastic in a way it's like a really simple dress but with a big statement belt at her waist to sort of give it shape mm-hmm. and she's oh sorry i've realized where it is because it's in the essay um and she's she's outdoors which of course he's known for using natural yes it's 1951 sunny harnett and she's standing in front of him looking at him but she's got her arms like held up in front of her face and crossed if you see what i mean so her Mm -hmm. hands are pointing down crossed so you get like her eyes and she looks like she's sort of smiling or inquiring at him and her blonde hair blowing the breeze and you can see the grass long grass behind her and yeah she's got this really great belt and this sort of lovely kind of slubby little dress and then the bangles on her arms and it's just such a kind of summary of him and McCardle because it's this sense of clothing that's really easy and adaptable but really sleek and I think what comes through a lot I mean in all of his work but you really see it in the adverts is is this sense that he's really conscious of fashion as a performance that you're putting forward the clothes and that 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 really relies on a sense of emotion and you really get the feeling of like him behind the camera kind of getting this performance out of the um model Mm. and so even i don't mean in like a kind of really over theatricalized way i just mean it's almost like you know film acting is so much more reduced that it's all the details i Mm. feel like that's what he's getting from the models so the Claire McConnell is just ugh, too much but I it was really fun and it was I mean it was 5,000 words the essay I wrote for the beginning of the book mm-hmm. and it was quite hard to know really where to start or how what to include because it's just so rich yes. you know he does adverts for Kotex for Colgate toothpaste for coke for rheingold beer for you know and then for loads and loads and loads of fashion brands and so it was quite tricky um and i started off i'm gonna have to send you all or maybe i'll put them on instagram there's a series of i think it's four tv ads that he did for jun rope which is this japanese fashion brand oh i didn't know he did tv ads yeah he did a lot well i think like this book is mainly about his well it is about his print advertising but I just felt like these TV ads 
really kind of encapsulated what his advertising was all about and were just so much fun because each one is a different like iconic model so there's like Lauren Hutton, Angelica Houston, Varushka and Jean Shrimpton mm-hmm. and the the Lauren Hutton one is just so much fun because it's like really chaotic like behind the scenes it's an editorial shoot so it's like her talking and she's being dressed and her hair is being done and there's all this stuff going on and then Avedon is in it himself and he kind of comes in and he's creating order out of this chaos and I really love it because there's like freeze frame when she like leaps and like really expresses the clothes mm. so it's like suddenly it becomes like a still advert within this moving advert oh yeah and it's amazing and 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 the Angelica Houston one is just so kinky and gorgeous. I love it. It's just sort of her being very seductive and gorgeous. They're like each one is really, really cool. And like he there's this really brilliant I must just look up yeah, it's called At Richard Abbott on Darkness and Light. You can watch it online. This documentary about him that I really find fascinating. And he talks uh, I think it's in that is that he says he sort of compares it to like a circus hmm. doing a shoot. And he seems just so conscious of this kind of this collaboration across loads of people, which I think is is made really explicit in the advertising, that it's, you know, it's the agency, the client, the um, art director, potentially the, do you know what I mean? There's like this whole group Mm. of people. And there's a really lovely section at the end of the book um, that I love that is photographs of him backstage at various adverts or like the model have getting her hair trimmed or something like that so you get the sort of process and the sense of that and then the book goes through decade by decade with a, an essay by Laura well like a, an introduction by Laura Avedon for each decade and it's it's so amazing because it's such a kind of document of America well not just America but mainly America and then America reaching out to the rest of the world it sounds it's amazing incredible. I was I, just I thinking. I really love it. I mean, I know I'm in it, but I'm like <laughs> a small ingredient. I'm, you know, minuscule, and then it's just like Avalon. Oh, when you were talking just now about all these people being involved, um, mm. I also was wondering that you know, if you do an ad, you also it's not unlike in the editorial where it's just your photo. Often, it mm. it competes with copy, I guess, and yes. I wonder how. I don't know. I wonder whether there's anything different to how he deals with that, or. Well, it, mm. it's interesting because it's it's interesting seeing how, like when copy is used and how much. Because some some photographs, even quite early ones, like there's these lovely ones for Pandora sweaters that are aimed at college girls. There's some of his earliest ones from the forties, and they're really minimal in terms of copy. Um, you know, they just have the photograph is is virtually the whole page, and then mm. they, one of them just says Pandora sweaters. Of course, that was their tagline, <laughs> and then just at the bottom, it gives you their address, mm. and it's quite remarkable. They look so sort of fresh and current, and then you have certain ones where there's just loads of copy, mm. and there's some there's some really interesting ones like from the six the fifties. Sorry, like I know nothing about cars, so I cannot tell you anything about what kind of cars they are this is a thunderbird a ford thunderbird and then there's another one that's a cadillac that i'm looking at right now which Mm -hmm. i think is two different brands but i don't even but anyway so you've got the car is the product but then the fashion is really important to contextualizing and making the car seductive and also because advertisers were increasingly realizing 
that women have really huge influence on yeah. everything that's bought, mm. even the cars, which are supposedly aimed at men. So there's like one, this this one from with Davima in this amazing dress, as it say, a private showing at Christian Dior's Paris salon, photographed expressly for Cadillac. <laughs> so there's like this, this amazing Dior dress and then there's the Cadillac underneath drawn so there's the his photograph and then a drawing of the car you know outside a kind of ritzy hotel Mm. and it's it's just really fascinating you know how many of these beautiful fashion photographs are linked to you know other completely different products yeah but then also like really lovely lifestyle ones like there's ones for um I think it's Rheingold beer that was an early one that used people of color um, and that he shot them and they were in like college magazines first of all um, so really like you get a sense of sort of changing attitudes um, prejudices mm. not his the the cultures but oh and there's these ones that I really love that are so glamorous these like amazing like one of them is Naomi Sims looking incredible in this really like tropical print you know one shoulder halter dress and it's for a particular kind of it's cold power laundry detergent stops dirt cold in cold water so as you say it's like there's this little you know box drawn in the middle of the packaging and then this but what you take is Naomi Sims looking Stella and I do think he is like I know I've said to you before I I really love like my favorite photographers are ones where you they give you this feeling that, that you only get from their photographs that I think like Louise Del Wolf, you really get a particular feeling looking at his. And I think Avedon is the same, that he really gener- generates a particular feeling. And it's really interesting how he remains Avedon within yeah. each campaign. Mm. And the Versace ones are just insane. They're so good. Like the Versace, looking at, because the thing is, like, you're familiar with seeing the Versace ones over years and years, but you, you yeah, see I wouldn't them in the have known, and I wouldn't yeah, have known it's his. Well, no, and also me. you're just like seeing them in a mass of other adverts when you look, you know, like in the September issue or something. Mm. But looking at them all together, they're so fantastic, and it's really interesting because I read this stuff about Gianni Versace really liked that he had this sense of America as being really grand and like spacious and and he really wanted to develop his brand and have this like American gloss almost to it in the advertising and it's as though that's what Avid, that's part of what Avedon can bring that mm. by that point he in the 70s he's so distinct he's like his own brand of of Americanness mm. and there's this wonderful photograph one of the ones I like because it's just so crazy and decadent it's it's like they're lying on this sort of lumpy well this bed with like that's got sort of blood red oversized um bed linen and big squashy cushions and there's all these models just strewn on it very art historical mm. it's like jerry hall and gia and all these cool people it's from 82 and it's really like the composition of death of sardanapolis you know the Delacroix. oh yes mm. and it's it's just like that's crazy same. it's just insane but it's so I don't know I feel like he has such a sense of joy that he brings to all of them Mm. and there's just something so cheeky about doing that like because it's gorgeous and decadent and excessive and it's exactly what you think of Versace brand being but it's also so clever and has so many layers to it Mm. 
Mm. And there's like amazing ones of like the supermodels and you know the nineties and then early aughts in like amazing fluid dresses like Stephanie Seymour and um, Linda Evangelista and, and they're in these amazing bright Versace dresses like dancing and leaping and the clothes are leaping with them and it's just again it's so quintessentially Avedon that mm. you have that sense of almost like release and joy through yeah, having Yeah joyful it clothes. sounds really joyful Yes I can't wait to show you the book Yeah it sounds amazing It's really lovely and yeah, as I say, I'm so excited to be in it and mm. to have worked with, with Laura Avedon and the Avedon Foundation is amazing. Yeah. And just to have all these photographs to look at. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. You'll have to come around because it's a big book and you know I haven't got a much of body strength. No. So we definitely need to arrange a perusal day. Yes, we do. And I know that you're away next week, so we won't be having chat next week but no. we'll chat the week after and yeah. you can tell me everything you've been doing then yes will do will do yes yeah. and I'll probably still be on an Avedon high yeah even by that point. okay so that's good you're gonna have to just deal with that I yeah I, I'll, I'll I can cope it's fine <laughs> I, I'll join you on the high I'll join you on the Excellent. cloud yeah perfect yeah perfect. all right I'll talk to you soon talk to you soon bye bye